Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lori Houston's News for the Heart is dedicated to helping you give a voice to your own soul. Our hearts have the power to free us from pain and the struggles that keep us from awakening to our true essence. Join Lori now as we delve into our heart and soul to find the path that will open us to the possibilities and lead us to the life we love to live. Hey, good afternoon. It is news for the heart, and uh, I'm always excited when I have someone in studio, (laughs) (laughs) and I always love having Nancy Arruda in studio because we always have so much fun. We do. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. So we are going to talk all about what's up in the universal sky. We're going to probably just talk about mostly September and October, although we're going to talk a little bit about what ha- what's been happening this month yes um and and hopefully you're going to be coming back every two months yes yay <laughs> yay you heard it here so she's coming back <laughs> apparently it's official now <laughs> it's, it's definitely official all right so okay so let's talk um again if you want to know more information about nancy it's nancy Ruta at universalsky.com uh, let's talk about well. Let's talk about the I guess the the one that's been kind of crunchy this 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 summer. What we've been doing over the summer is we've been experiencing a Venus retrograde, and whenever Venus goes retrograde, we reevaluate our personal values and beliefs, as well as our relationships and our relationship with money. Right. Right. Because right, right. that is a component of our values and beliefs speak to our finances, um, how we view money. And, um, so yeah, when it goes retrograde, there's a big focus on that. And, uh, it's been quite the interesting summer (laughs) for many people. This particular summer was all around kind of like diving into your heart, opening up your heart chakra, finding or trying to be in that place of love. And in order to get there, you need to move through everything that's stopping you from being in that place of love. And that's because Venus was in Leo? Venus and Leo, yes. Right. It went retrograde in Started Virgo, in Virgo yeah. at uh, zero degrees of Virgo, I believe. And right. it was all around using discernment. So zero degrees of Virgo speaks to discernment. and uh, But it, it then shifted back into the sign of Leo, which is all around love and creativity and romance. So it's about really understanding that within yourself, going within your own heart chakra and diving in there and discovering what's stopping you from being in a heart-centered relationship. What's stopping you from being in a job that you love so that you can manifest the money that you desire, right? And in order to determine, you know, where that love vibration is, you need to move through everything that's stopping you from being in that love vibration. Right. Thoughts, ideas, concepts, people, relationships, like everything is being questioned right. um, this summer. And past relationships may have come up like the... the, Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So if there's anything that wasn't healed in past relationships, they will have resurfaced. 
Um, it could have been a conversation. It could have been a thought, right? It doesn't mean that it was a complete manifestation of the person coming back into your life, although that's a possibility as well. Um, sometimes it's just, you know, you, you needed to have your final say in a relationship that ended um, several months before, or years before, and it felt like you had no closure. So there was an opportunity for closure in any relationships that were left lingering. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I had that opportunity. Yeah. To just say, okay, done. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> <laughs> yep. In a couple of relationships, oh, yes. right? Like, and I'm not talking just romantic relationships here. Right. It can be friendships. It can be colleagues at work. It can be any type of relationship. But yeah, so there was a lot of activity in the sign of Leo when the sun was in Leo. Uh, once it moved into Virgo, right. we started pulling out of that love vibration, out of the heart chakra, going more into our thought process. And when we combine our thoughts and our emotions, a lot of times what we need to look at is our fears on a completely different level. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, it's, it's, it's a confusing Virgo is a different energy, right? It's, it's completely <laughs> different. It's like yeah. going from the love and bliss and joyfulness of heart expansiveness and limiting that vibration and going straight up into the mind and analyzing everything. Right. So it's instead of feeling, you're thinking, right? Instead of being, you're thinking. It's all about thinking Doing and it. analyzing and, and then following through with actions that are appropriate with the thoughts that you're having. Yeah, it's 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 a funny energy, but it it gets you to be more detailed on some things. Like yes. if you need to, like it's also about the health. So it's about health as well as details. I mean, it's right. Like <laughs> yeah, it's really a detailed um, thing. But. Yeah, it's be, it's about becoming focused. It's a focused right. energy. So when we're in Virgo, we're focused on the finite. We're focused on the details. Um, and the reason we're talking about Virgo so much isn't just because the sun has moved into Virgo. It's also because Jupiter made its annual shift into the sign of Virgo on August 11th. So it's a big energy, big energy. We went from Jupiter having so much fun playing the last year when it was in Leo and allowing you to create things at a very childlike level on a very big level to all of a sudden getting really, really serious, getting really, really focused and saying, okay, where do I want to grow in life? And the growth that we're looking at is on a mundane level now. So it's in the physical reality on the earth-based plane is where we're looking at growth because right. Virgo is an earth sign. It's about reconnecting with the right. earth, right? right? right. Um, so the two energies are contradictory in nature, right? When we have Jupiter is about growth and expansion and Virgo is about analyzing and focusing on details, right? Uh, Jupiter's the big picture. So there's, there's a little bit of contradiction in how the two energies blend. Um, however, in our modern society, it's about technology, right? Big technology is very small in your hand. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so Getting smaller all the time. Yeah. 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 Uh, we're going more as a compact society versus a society with all this stuff, right? right. So you may find that people are going to start unloading a lot of their possessions just because they don't want all this stuff. People may be downsizing. Okay. So there's going to be like huge emphasis on downsizing. You go on the internet, you're always reading about these tiny homes, right? right? That are like a hundred square feet or 200 square feet houses, right? It's, yeah. You're basically living in a shed. But it has all the comforts that you need of home. Right. Um, and it's exciting, but I just don't know where I'd put all my stuff. 
And you have a small place, but yes. But I have a lot of stuff in yeah. my small place. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, it really like everything is definitely getting smaller. Yes, like it's, everything is, and it's about reconnecting with the earth, right? So even though we're getting smaller and we're getting detached from owning things on a physical level, we're going back to our roots, back to the primal nature, back to being barefoot on the dirt, right? Um, instead of wearing shoes that aren't comfortable. Um, so it's really about reconnecting with the earth on a primal level, right? Um, and, and exploring that on a healthy level. Right. And if you, with Venus in Virgo, um, even though it's retrograde right now, it will Still be- retrograde. It will be stationing direct. Let me get my date. It's the... Seventh, eight, sixth, sixth, September sixth. It will station direct. Yeah, yeah, direct at fourteen degrees of Leo. Um, and and while it was in Leo, like we were basically learning ego lessons, right? Ego versus spiritual lessons. Um, because when we look at the Venus retrograde in the sign of Leo, we're being pulled into our heart center, right? right? And so, once it goes direct on September 6th, it'll be some time before it goes back into yeah, like a month Virgo. Almost. A little yeah. bit more than a month. Um, well, the post shadow is complete October the 9th, but it'll be back in Virgo a right. few days before that. Right. Right. right? Um, so yeah, we're, we're still, and so, so any we lessons ha- yeah, we've so learned. Then we have to go back into that Virgo and Venus, which is really about details and not so much expansive. Yeah. Focusing right. on the practical Focusing on your values and beliefs. Um, I'm seeing, like, as, as I just tap into the energy, it's really about budgeting. So people sure. are going to have to, like, really look at their budgets and stick to their budgets once and I Venus think goes I, into Virgo. I think I still have um, a couple months of um, Jupiter being in my second house. So, um, yeah, I do. Well, that's growth and expansion on a financial level. Exactly. Yes. With your personal values and beliefs or more stuff. Right. Right. Well, I've definitely this, I mean, you know, this is the time to get electronic stuff, right? Because this, this is when everything's on sale. So I, you know, I've spent a lot of money this month. <laughs> I mean, some of it is monthly payments and stuff, but you know, I spent a little bit more than I usually do to get, I mean, I got my mom her birthday gift already or Christmas <laughs> gift. I don't do that usually, but I wanted to get an electronic thing. So, yeah, you know, so it's like, it's weird. So I, you know, we don't usually do stuff. I don't usually do stuff, but that is part of Venus in retrograde. It's like money. Like it's sometimes you spend more than you're. Absolutely. My car broke down. Oh, I had to get a new car. (laughs) Oh, Oh, that's what you meant by having your car paid off. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) When did that happen? Um, June, end of June, beginning of July. Yeah, you know what? I got my vehicle June twenty second. Hmm. That's when I picked it up. So, and it broke down uh, two days before that. So on the twentieth of June. Wow. Yeah, that's that's hard. That's I mean that's that's yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it was hard. Mm-hmm. It was hard. So I went with a brand new vehicle. Oh, you did? I did. Holy! Because <laughs> I'm all about being safe now. Right. <laughs> it's all about safety. 
<laughs> I'm tackling my fears around safety right. um, with this Venus retrograde. So, yeah, I'm doing like, so I'm like, okay, I am safe. Like, I believe I'm safe. I'm always safe. Uh, so I got myself a safe vehicle. Nice. Brand new. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Wow. Well, I mean, and that's what happens, right? Like we, you know, we don't, I didn't get anything big and expensive <laughs> like that. I, I, you know, a few times I have used my car to go. Um, but yeah, Th- that's the reason I had to get a tablet because BlackBerry, the app, it, it, it's, they don't have, BlackBerry it doesn't and apps have a lot of work. apps. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the apps have to be Android. And although you can get Android on your BlackBerry, um, the Google Google Play services does not want to play with BlackBerry. <laughs> <laughs> Google, if you're listening, please do whatever you can to change that. But, yeah. So anyway, yeah. I mean, it's it's been an it's it's been an I wouldn't say overly expensive month. Just expenses that I didn't necessarily plan on and didn't wasn't really thinking about that. I just sort of went, yeah, I'm doing it. Yeah. And at least I did it before what's happening. Dum, dum, dum. dum. <laughs> yeah. And I but don't know before, if we're ready yet. Yeah. We're not quite ready to go there. Before that happens, um, we also have an eclipse on September 13th. So we have a new moon solar eclipse at 20 degrees of Virgo, 10 minutes. So everything's in Virgo coming up. Everything in Virgo. So what's Virgo all about? It's about analyzing. It's about being in your mind, right? Thinking. But it's also about healing. Right. So healing the physical body, healing the mind. Um, Not so much healing the emotional component of things. This is more the mental mental. process, right? So we're focusing on the mental and the physical now. We're going from the emotional, spiritual energy of the love vibration, and we're moving into the mental, physical vibration of what Virgo's bringing us. So this particular eclipse, all eclipses are around releasing, right? Um, solar eclipses are usually not as intense as lunar eclipses in terms of what it is you are letting go of because it's like you're making space. And solar is, means it's a new moon. Solar means it's a new moon, right? Which means the sun and the moon are in the exact same space in the universe. Right. Right. So they're lined up together. Um, and this particular one is about releasing what stops you from embracing your gift or the gift of Virgo. And we're looking at ego consciousness. So how can we shift our ego consciousness to being more heart centered, right? To being more, um, present in the physical reality versus not present. So many people project so far forward into the future, or they're thinking so far back into the past. And I think really life is all about being in the now, right? And trying to hold our energy and our thought and our consciousness in what's transpiring right now in life. When you do that, you feel so much more balanced. There is less emotion because you're present. You're not allowing yourself to worry about what happened or worry about what may happen. Right. Right. You're dealing with what's taking place right now. And so that is a huge part of this healing journey that we're on and a part of what the eclipse is asking us to release, right? So we are being asked to release our fears. Fears are aspects of our identity, which exist in the past based on past experience that we hold in our subconscious mind or unconscious mind. And then they come out on an emotional level, um, 
when there's something that's triggering that fear, right? So a similar energy. And if you want to move forward in life and if you want to grow and you want to continue to evolve spiritually and consciously, you really need to look at your fears and move through them. Mm -hmm. Because if you're allowing them to hold you back, then you're choosing not to grow. And you're lying to yourself as opposed to honoring yourself. So it's very important for everybody right now to move through their fears. But you have to do it at a level that works for you, right? It's, you know, depending on what your fear is. And I'm noticing how small little thoughts or concepts of what I used to be scared of actually stop me from doing so many things on such a large level. Mm. Right. And this is where like, I'm saying, okay, enough, I'm going to face them. Nice. In the weirdest kind of way. <laughs> a great way. Great way it is, but it's different. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so after that, we have the Right. So <laughs> let's go to our first break. Okay. Leave everybody hanging. <laughs> You're listening to News for the Heart. We are getting to the heart of what matters. We're looking at what's up in the universal sky. I have Nancy Aruda with me, and you can find out more about Nancy if you go to universalsky.com. Find out about me, myself, at intuitivesoul.com, and we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Lori Houston, and I have a great show on bmajor.org called news for the heart. I'm an intuitive counselor, coach, and teacher with professional qualifications and certifications, as well as natural clairsentient and claircognizant abilities. I've been on my spiritual path for over 20 years, and during that time have acquired through extensive studies, teachings, and sacred texts over 30 different healing modalities, which are continuously being added to as life is an ongoing journey. My passion is on relationships, limiting beliefs, energy that is blocking you, and awakening consciousness as we become more heart-centered. You can find out more about me at my website, intuitivesoul.com, or call me at my toll-free number, 1-855-444-SOUL. That's 1-855-444-7685, and I'd be honored to connect with you. Let's get to the heart of what matters. Do you want to become more empowered, connected with your core, guided by your heart and soul's purpose, be more balanced and have more mindfulness? Are you searching for the answers, wanting to understand your relationships better, why your intimate relationships, friends, family, and even work colleagues can impact your quality of life? How your relationships interfere with your business, career opportunities, and even starting your own business? I'm Lori Houston. I have a free weekly advice column with bmajor.org called Heart Lessons. Our hearts have the power to free us from pain and the struggle that keep us from awakening to our true essence. You can send me your questions or for more personal guidance, contact me at intuitivesoul.com or call me at my toll-free number 1-855-444-SOUL. That's 1-855-444-7685. And let's get to the heart of what matters to see your heart lessons. Want to know where you can hear Lori Houston's News for the Heart? Well, that's easy. You can tune in to Lori via Clear Channel's iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, and at bmajor.org. Now, back to Lori Houston and News from the Heart. And welcome back. This is News for the Heart. I have Nancy Aruda. Now, she's promising to come every two months, so... 
We, you know, I don't know what will happen in January. It might just be a Skype call that uh, that she's doing from her house <laughs> for us. But uh, she is promising to uh, to do it every two months. So that'll be good because it'll be nice to have your energy back. And I like doing. And you've been added to my newsletter, so yes, you know, I have been writing for your news- newsletter, you have, which is good. <laughs> I know good. deadlines are a little bit of an issue. <laughs> Oh, it's okay. We, we're getting there. I keep I'm trying. The mind, yeah, you so, do. You know. I'm thinking I have until the first of the month, and then all of a sudden, like on the 26th, yeah, you're like, okay, do you have that letter yet? I'm like, oh, no, no, not yet. It was even earlier this yeah. month, but yeah, that's it okay. It's all good. It's all good, as long as I give you enough time. All right, so we are um, We're going to talk about what's happening. After the eclipse. After the eclipse on the 13th. The eclipse is on the 13th. Right. After the um, eclipse on the 13th. Right. And then later that week. <laughs> Same week. Oh, bummer. It is. There's a lot of intensity taking place in the month of September. It seems In the so. beginning of October. So this is one of those months where everything is happening. Right. right? We're going from, um, you know, we're finishing a Venus retrograde. Um Right. We have eclipses. There's still right? a shadow period to the... There's this shadow period to the Venus retrograde. Which isn't as intense. Right. Um, but we have the eclipses, which are usually typically intense. Mm-hmm. And there's usually a lot of emotional trauma for people that surface during eclipses because that's what you're being asked to let go of. At least we don't have a grand square in there. Oh, yes. I'm so had. grateful. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but seriously, like yes. that one year with the April... pretty intense. It was last April, right? Like, yes. Not this year, April, but the year before. Oh, my goodness. It yeah, was 2014. Um, it was brutal. It was... I can't even I can't even remember a time that was not as challenging as that. Yes. One. So then we have our, you know, we had eclipses, though, this year in April, at least one. I think we had both of them. I can't remember. I do because I went on a trip. So I remember that, <laughs> right. That there was a full moon. I think we had three. I think we might have had a set of three in that one. But anyway, yeah. So I do know that we had still had an eclipses then, but it wasn't as intense at all. No. Um, this September is going to be yeah, a little be intense. intense. <laughs> on the 17th, there's quite a bit of activity happening all on one day. Mm-hmm. So it's going to feel like, you know, you're kind of slammed on some level. And it's a Thursday. So it's a Thursday. Possible, you know. Take the day off. Because <laughs> um, how I'm envisioning it is, you know, you wake up with a migraine. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's how I'm feeling. Are you on, a, are you on vacation pressure. on that day? No, I'm not. I'm actually working that day oh. and I can't take the day off. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately. However, um, what's happening is Mercury stations retrograde at 15 degrees of Libra. At least it's the last one this year. So that must mean we are going to get one, though, in January. <laughs> like beginning of the new year. Woo! I haven't even looked at the new year we'll, yet. We'll, we'll, we'll get you on break. To yeah. Check that out. But I'm thinking that yeah, it it's will every be soon. three months. Right? Yeah, it's, it's every three to four months. So in a right. three to four month period. Um, so, yeah, more than likely it'll it's be very close January. in January. Um. Yeah. When we're dealing with, because all of our um, Mercury retrogrades take place in air signs. This year, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so the is goal the is enlightenment. And what that means is using the mind to it's alter perspectives of our um, experience. Right. So we're being asked again to look at our thought process, our consciousness. And it is here we are focusing on repairing the link between the unconscious mind 
and the ego conscious so that one can identify with the divine light that is held within. So we're looking at illuminating our own inner light and shining that light out onto the world. Right. So you're looking it up. I'm looking it up because <laughs> we can't wait for break. And you know what? <laughs> Except for the very last one, they're all in earth signs. Interesting. Capricorn, Taurus, Virgo, and then one starts December 19th, which takes us the whole holidays, and it's in Capricorn. Oh, no, that's... Oh, Taurus. Wait a minute. Oh, it goes back into Capricorn. In a late degree of Sagittarius. So the one in January is Aquarius. Oh, and then... Ends in, ends Capricorn. in Capricorn. And then we have Taurus, we have Virgo, and then we have Capricorn to Sagittarius in 2016. Hmm. Um, so Earth signs, we're looking at our practical reality. How Sorry, are we grounded? Completely off base of this one, but it just, mm -hmm. I wanted to check because it's like... Yeah. <laughs> that means there's a shadow period in December. Oh, well. Yeah, but <laughs> if we look at... Um, how we're shifting our consciousness this year, right? And how we're healing our mind in the months of September and October. And we're healing our thought process with the intention of tapping with into Virgo that divine light. Stuff, yeah. Then next year we get to play it out in the physical reality, right? So the evolution that we've gone through this year in our consciousness and how we're responding to our thought process, then we actually are given a plane to implement it on the physical level. Interesting. So it'll be like a test year. Testing you in the physical reality, right. Right. right? Along with other things that are happening that are activating physical stuff. Um, but so yes. we're still back, but go back to the 17th. <laughs> right. So we're still on the 17th. So we have the Mercury retrograde that transpires. In Libra. Um, in the sign of Libra, which is interesting. Also on the 17th, we have Jupiter opposite Neptune. So Jupiter is in Virgo. Neptune is in Pisces. Now, Neptune likes being in Pisces because yeah. that's its strength, right? Um, Virgo or Jupiter. Jupiter doesn't, doesn't like. really like being in Virgo, um, but it's dealing with it, right? It's, it's moving through the process. <laughs> <laughs> However, when we have Jupiter opposite Neptune... And there's only one hit which intensifies mm. the vibration. Okay. So typically with an aspect, we get three hits over a period of time. Right. And with outer aspects, it's usually around over the course of a year, maybe six months to a year. If you go further out, it like when we were dealing with the, with the Pluto aspects, Pluto right? That was over a period of two to three years, yeah. right? Um, yeah. So yeah. we're typically when there's done. three hits, well, it's stretched out over time. <laughs> oh, so it's yeah. not as intense. Right. However, there's one hit with Jupiter opposite Neptune. Mm -hmm. So it's like everything is happening at once on, one, on the one right? day, on the one day that Mercury goes retrograde, messing with our mind to begin with. We have Jupiter opposite Neptune, which is going to put us in a state of confusion. Okay, so we have two energies that are playing with our thought process. And that's where I got that visualization of the migraine, mm. right? Because it's like you're trying to get understanding in something. You're trying to um, logically analyze something and get a rhyme or a reason. Then but then with the this Jupiter energy. opposite Neptune, we have this confusion, illusion energy that's kind of clouding all of that analytical thought process right. as it's being turned upside down and mixed inside out. 
Right. Um, so it may feel like you're in a bit of a maze, right. trying to find your way out. Now, the uh, Mercury retrograde will go back into Virgo because it probably likes Virgo. No, I believe it stays in Libra. The whole time. Yeah. Oh, okay. Let me see. No, it stays in Libra. It goes oh. back to zero degrees of Libra, 53 minutes. Wow. So it's just skimming. It's just missing, Virgo. Right. Right. So what does Libra represent? It represents balance. It represents harmony. Okay. So we're reevaluating our sense of balance and harmony. It represents relationships. So we may be reevaluating our relationships on some level. And, you know. she washy part of our relationships. <laughs> <laughs> the indecisive, the procrastinating, the, you know, the inability to make a choice component of the relationships. Um, what else? So it's, there is no clear path on September 17th. So don't expect to have any clarity at all. Right. Because of Neptune, because of the Neptune, Jupiter opposition, uh, Jupiter, Neptune opposition, but also on the 17th. Yeah, I know. Cause there's another thing happening. <laughs> Saturn moves back into the sign of Sagittarius. Right. So Saturn station retrograde, few months ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do I have to look up the date? I didn't get the date on hand. Um, as it did. So it moved into Sagittarius the end of 2014. And it was in there for quite a few months. And then it stationed retrograde and went back into the last couple of degrees of Scorpio, giving us the opportunity to complete on a foundational level, to restructure on a foundational level anything that didn't support the values and beliefs of others. Right. Okay. Um, so you may, and this is where you may have looked at your own personal finances on some level, right. right. And, and rebudgeted. Right. Um, so, and you know, you may have even received unexpected money on some level. Um, so there's this opportunity to kind of restructure that or relook at it. Um, and if you look back in your own timeline, so you're looking at things that may have happened to you on a structural level, October of 2014, those issues kind of resurfaced or came back up. It went retrograde on June 14th. Okay. And it finishes on the 17th. Yeah. Till well, December it, 20th, 2017. Well, it moves back into Sagittarius on the 17th, correct? Oh, right. Yes. Right. And right. with Saturn in Sag, where it's it's like a test of faith, right? There's a little bit of conflict of interest as well um, because we're being asked to walk our talk. So mm -hmm. whatever your talk is, you need to walk it when Saturn's in Sag. You need to be in your truth. Totally. Authentic. Yeah. It's about being grounded in your authentic truth. That's a very good way of putting it. Thank you. Um, because that's, you, you need to be grounded, completely grounded in your truth. Because the moment you're not in your truth, it's going to be very easy to just push you over the edge or push you off to the side and throw you completely off your path. So if you need, to, if you want to stay on the path that you are in terms of growth and what it is you're creating and building in life, you need to be very, very anchored and grounded on that path. Mm -hmm. Um, and again, that happens on September 17th, it'll be in Sagittarius. Saturn will be in Sagittarius until December, 
2017 when it moves into the sign of Capricorn. Right. Mid-December, I believe it is. Uh, December 20th. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are going back on that spiritual path. They're looking for answers again. They're seeking. They're searching for um, meaning in life. Mm-hmm. Right? But they're searching for spiritual meaning without realizing that there's a spiritual connection to it. Oh, right. That happens a lot. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's kind of like be grounded in your truth is the best way to look at it. Right? Yeah. And that's what the universe is asking us. Yeah. Um, which is another reason why we need to move through our fears. Right. Because a fear is a truth as long as you believe it to be true. Right. It's our beliefs, yeah. Right. So is that what you want to be guiding you on your path of growth? Do you want your fears to be guiding you towards growth? I'm going to say no, because then you're (laughs) going to be growing what it is you don't want versus what it is you do want. Well, we, it's funny. um, I had a show with uh, Thomas Campbell, which is the uh, physicist that I Mm -hmm. have, and he started up his monthly show. And we were just talking about stories just yesterday so it's going to be the new show i haven't decided which is i think yours is going to be this friday and his is going to be the following um just because i think your your information needs to get out before his does but it's about <laughs> stories and and how we you know our fear are our stories like they yeah. it's you know we're if we could get rid of our fears but the problem is the best way to look at it is our ego we can see our ego much easier than we can identify our fears or identify our beliefs. So his, his thought was that if we look at it from ego and then shift it, because our stories are, I mean, that was a big one for me. I, my newsletter came out. It's, it's all about our stories, how we kind of can, it, there, there's a point where if we are more conscious, we can sort of stop the story. But yeah. most of the time, we get into these elaborate stories that are not based on the truth. It's, it's no, it's based on our victim consciousness, right? right? Or our ego consciousness, right. which is holding us where we don't want to be. And it's all about us, right? Like yep. we're, we're so focused on us being the center of the universe. And that's where all our fears come in. And he made a really interesting point about how as infants or as babies or as, as children, the reason we develop fears so quickly and easily is because we were so insecure because our parents aren't unconditionally loving. They're dealing with their own stuff. And so we have, you know, we're always in this process of needing to, um, of needing to try and be someone else, Mm -hmm. which is where our fears start coming up. But we're so insecure as babies because they, the, those that we need to be dependent on have all of their own stuff. And so we build these insecurities and the fears begin immediately because yeah. they're not there unconditionally for us. And that's the opportunity of the Mercury retrograde mm. that's coming up in the sign of Libra. It's asking us to go into our unconscious mind, which is where... Our fears exist and um, bring them to our ego consciousness. So it's our steer- stories that are our ego, right. right? When when you start talking about, you know, 
how your life is right now in this moment and you start telling somebody, you know, somebody might come up to you and say, oh, how's your day? And you're like, oh, you know, well, my day's great except for, and then you start going into whatever that exception is connected to your life story, right? Because it's a belief that you hold onto so deeply in your unconscious mind. It's actually, it's, it's like envision that belief as a molecule in your brain, which then has roots that connect down into your heart, right? And, and every time you fuel that with any type of emotion, whether it's fear-based emotion or love-based emotion, okay, you're triggering that in your unconscious mind, and then you're attracting all these situations to you that are allowing you to move through it, only you don't like moving through it. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, so, but this particular Mercury retrograde is giving us that opportunity to repair that link between our unconscious mind and our ego consciousness. People need to keep their awareness at their ego. So if you observe how your ego responds to things, right? How you emotionally fly off the handle, for example, if a certain situation arises, that's like an exaggerated ego consciousness, right? If you observe that um, by just slightly taking a part of your thought process to the side and watching it, watching your own behaviors, um, the moment you observe it, you're in this point of power to recognize it and then say, wow, I really need to change that. And I can see why I'm having a hard time moving through this lesson or understanding the growth here because I'm so caught up in the drama of um, the fear. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense? It makes sense. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a, uh, yeah. So there's that huge opportunity to let go of that aspect we didn't talk about the post shadow for mercury no Alrighty then (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah that was the 17th that's the 17th we're going to be working with that for a while okay so even though it's on the 17th we're going to feel it a couple days before to a couple of days after just because there's so much activity taking place on the 17th which then brings us to September 25th when Pluto stations direct um, at 12 degrees of Capricorn. Again, remember Pluto retrograde, it retrogrades once a year for a huge period of time. And then it goes direct once a year. So we really don't understand what's transpiring through the retrograde process, Mm -hmm. but we feel shifts as it either stations retrograde or stations direct. Okay. Again, a couple days before to a couple days after. Um, this particular Pluto, Pluto's all about transformation. And this particular degree speaks to transformation of consciousness and form. So when you change your thoughts, you change your reality. When you change your thoughts around how you view yourself, you will actually see yourself differently. Right? Um, So it's, again, we're pulling in this consciousness energy, this transforming our thought process. So there's all these things transpiring that's around healing the mind, healing the fears, which exist within the unconscious mind, being more conscious, being more aware, more self-aware, and watching how as you evolve mentally through this transformational cycle, how your physical reality is actually going to change. Okay. If you choose to get caught up in the fear and not move through it, 
then you're going to manifest your fear at a much bigger level. Right. Right. You're going to attract situations that make that fear bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And it'll feel like you're falling into a hole. However, if you face your fears, right, with grace and acceptance and move through them instead of around them, if you move through them and acknowledge them in that process, becoming conscious of what they are, then they no longer have any power over you because they're going to be proven false. Hmm. Right? And the moment they don't have power over you, that is the moment you start changing your reality because that fear is no longer driving you. It's the opposite of the fear that is driving you. It is the fact that you faced it with courage and strength. And if we look at the vibration of courage and strength, that's the number eight, which is what 2015 is. Two plus one plus five, right? right. Plus zero um, is the eight energy, which is what we're learning in this year is that vibration of courage and strength. Yeah, it's, it's amazing how quickly this year has gone by because it's like... It's, it's blink your eyes and it's almost done. <laughs> There's four months left in the year. Where did it go, right? I know. Um, and I try and think back to what, okay, what was I doing January, February, March? And I'm like, I have no idea. I can't even remember what I was doing at the beginning of the year. It's crazy. Well, we were freezing. Remember, February was like the coldest month in like broke all the records and and I couldn't get my skidoo started so I was very very upset <laughs> well, that would be upsetting because <laughs> I just wanted to go out on the lake that was nice and thick <laughs> <laughs> yeah I like from winter remember <laughs> I do like I couldn't I couldn't imagine life without winter no no I love it huh. just as much I as the summer like February but yeah yeah my two favorite seasons are winter and summer Spring and fall, I could give up, but the oh, winter and the I, summer. I, no, see, I need my spring and I need my fall. I mean, there's often not much of a spring, but I love fall. I love the colors. I like the colors. I like looking at the colors, but I, yeah, I'm good with summer and winter. Hmm. <laughs> After a winter, I need a spring. <laughs> no, I like going right from winter to summer. <laughs> Forget the spring. <laughs> Everything's muddy and the water's too cold to swim in. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. But because of February, our water never became swimmable. So <laughs> lucky you. <laughs> I didn't get in the lake this year until July, the end of June, beginning of July. That's normal. I'm not abnormal for you. No, usually it's end of May, beginning of June. Oh, so it was like a month late because huh. it was freezing. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. <laughs> um, we also in September, are we going to break? We can go to break. We'll go to break. All right. Okay. And we'll, we'll talk about everything else that's happening in <laughs> September. There is maybe something happening in October. All right. You are listening to News for the Heart. I have Nancy Ruta with me. If you want more information about Nancy, go to her website, universalsky.com. Myself, intuitivesoul.com. We've been getting to the heart of what matters with regards to what's up in the Universal Sky. And we'll be right back. Want to know where you can hear Lori Houston's News for the Heart? Well, that's easy. You can tune in to Lori via Clear Channel's iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, and at bmajor.org. Now, back to Lori Houston and News from the Heart. And welcome back. You are listening to News for the Heart. If you want more information about Nancy, go to her website, 
universalsky.com, myself, intuitivesoul.com, and we've been getting to the heart of what matters. We're talking about, well, we haven't even finished September yet. September is one intense month. So it it's is. Gonna be, it's going to be not, hopefully not as bad as April 2014, but um, it's going to be intense. Yeah, it is we're pretty not intense. We're not finished yet. <laughs> oh, and here I am on my October sheet. Right. Instead of my second September sheet. Um, so what we have, we talked about Pluto stationing direct on the 25th, two days after that on September 27th, we have the full moon lunar eclipse in the sign of Aries. And it's a, it's a full, like it's a, I think it's, it's a, I think it's one we can see. What's that called? (laughs) A total? A total lunar eclipse. partial, right? Yeah. I think it's one we can see. Um... I never really think about total or partials or to me, it's an eclipse. <laughs> Doesn't matter how we see it. It's still happening in the universe. Yeah, but I like to see it <laughs> if, it's, if I can. I if like it's to seeable. see it. <laughs> oh, it's a super blood moon. Super blood moon. Uh, uh. So that means, I think that is what that means. It's a total eclipse. At the closest supermoon, oh, it's a supermoon too, on the night of September 27th to 28th. So it must happen in the northern hemisphere. It's a harvest moon. Um, So it must be, um, what time do you have it that it says? Do you have? 10.50 p.m. There you go. Eastern daylight time. But you have the 28th. 27th. Oh, the 28th. It is the 27th. Okay. Yeah. Right. Because in the Pacific, it will be the 28th. Right. Right. Yeah, because it is so late in the evening. Yeah. So Um, that's cool. Yes. So it is all around eclipses, as we know, as I mentioned earlier, around releases, releasing and letting go of what no longer serves you. Um, Here, we are releasing the ego so that we can integrate the spirit through creative childlike endeavors, releasing seriousness as one travels into new dimensions. So what this eclipse is really all about is releasing anything that's stopping you from accessing that sense of playfulness that exists within you because it's when we're in that place of playfulness at a heart level for example where we're experiencing joy um that we can create a lot of the things that we desire in life versus the things that we don't desire so we have to release what's what's stopping us from being childlike from playing because it's actually stopping us from embracing an aspect of our own identities, right? Mm -hmm. Aries is all about self-identity and who am I? And in order to truly understand who you are, you need to be able to play, Hmm. right? If you Mm -hmm. can't play, then you're denying yourself that opportunity to understand who you are at a heart level, right? Right. Does that make sense? Yep. Okay. Um, So here we're dealing with, again, relationship issues, typically, because when we talk about the moon being in Libra, sorry, in Aries, the sun will be in Libra. So the sun's in Libra, right? Right. We're dealing with our relationship issues, our sense of balance and harmony, um, and we're focusing on self-identity. When we focus on the relationship that we have with ourself, it's typically mirrored through the relationship that we have with other people. So, and this is where relationship issues may come up as well, right? Um, can you play in your relationship? 
does is your your partner, your love partner, or your, your life partner, does he or she allow you to express yourself creatively? Do they allow you to express yourself playfully? Right? If not, then you really need to look at how can you play? It's not about bringing the play into the relationship unless that's what you want, right? But it's how can you bring more fun into your own life? What's stopping you from expressing or experiencing that fun, childlike energy? Right. You know, if we need to release any childlike attitudes or behaviors, then that's a possibility as well. But it's going to be those attitudes or behaviors that don't serve you versus the ones that do serve you. Your cat is snoring, snoring up away. a storm. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> He's so cute. <laughs> then we go into October. Thank you, September. Wow, September will be done. To move into... <laughs> The next month, it's just, it's going to be one of those months. It's going to be it an is. intense month. It's going to be very intense. The and intensity. the lunar eclipse is always more intense than the solar. Yes. And so, and then we have, like, we're dealing with our Mercury stationing direct. Right. October 9th. And then there's one other thing taking place in October as well. But so we're looking up to the point of a couple days after the 9th, then all that intensity is going to disperse. Hmm. Right. And we're going to find that balance and hopefully find that peace within the self that we're searching for and move through our fears and change our consciousness and give ourselves a couple of weeks to integrate. There is the potential for a reward after all of this hard work as well. Right. We have on October the 11th, Jupiter trine Pluto. And when we have Jupiter trine Pluto, there's recognition. Hmm. Okay. It can come through like career promotion, um, or it's just about recognizing any opportunities that are there for growth. But these are going to be those opportunities that you want to be taking versus the ones that are being forced upon you and that create challenges in your life. And I don't like to use the word challenge, so I use the word opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> A challenge is an opportunity for growth. This aspect is an opportunity for growth as well, but there's no challenge. Yay. <laughs> Um, so just like really tap into your confident nature, right? Tap into your sense of playfulness because when you anchor that sense of playfulness within yourself, um, you are confident, you know, look at a child who's playing. There is no self-consciousness going on when they're in that playful mode. They're just expressing whatever it is they want to creatively express in that moment. And in that moment, there is pure confidence. There's pure optimism. Right. And, and I think that's what the universe is saying. Let go of all the seriousness, move into this playfulness, let this playfulness fuel your desire into what it is that you want to create, what it is that you're confident in or what you're comfortable in in doing. Um, and then the rest of October, there's no outer planetary activity and it's quiet, (laughs) right? To the point, a little bit of a break. Well, we're going to need a bit of a break because like September, we're, you know, climbing the hill, climbing the the hill, climbing the hill, right? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Which is all about transformation. Right. (laughs) But it's, it's almost like we're doing so much transformation. We're moving through something on such an intense evolutionary level in September, you know, releasing all kinds of ego and drama and stuff that isn't serving us in September that it's kind of like when October comes, I think we're going to be in this place of thank you. Thank you for allowing me to move through all that stuff and then take this wonderful little break. Right. 
hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Jupiter in Pluto, not in Pluto, but it's Jupiter trying trine Pluto. Pluto. So Pluto really is the transformational planet. Yes. With Jupiter, which is very expansive. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's big change, but it's the change that we like versus the change that we don't like. And if you're manifesting change that you don't like, it's because you haven't released enough. So if those opportunities for growth seem challenging, it's because there is something that you did not let go of fully. In September. In September (laughs) with all the support of releasing. Right. Because let's face it, we have free will, right? right? We can choose not to change. We can choose not to experience or learn what it is we're here to experience or learn. Right? It's just if we're choosing not to experience it, it becomes more and more intense. It becomes more and more difficult. Maybe the last thing we'll talk about, and and it's not going to happen for a while because it's, as you said, it's usually near the end of the transit, but um, with Sagittarius and um, Saturn. Saturn and Sagittarius. You, you unfortunately have, you are Sagittarius, so having Saturn in your is not so good. Um, No, but but I'm being challenged and tested to truly be in my truth. truth. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and if I just to throw it out there, cause I'm human, when I look at my own evolution and my own chakra systems, uh, my own chakra centers, the one chakra I have issues with is my throat chakra, which is truth. Yeah. So for me, there's huge, um, lessons, opportunities for growth, challenges, call it whatever you want. And in being in my truth. And I find it's almost every thought that enters into my consciousness now. I'm asking, am I honoring myself? Is this something I want to do for me? Am I doing it for me? Or am I doing it because I believe it's necessary? I have to do it to please somebody else or to benefit somebody else, right? So a lot of lessons. What was the date about the Virgo or um, Pluto and Trine? October 11th. Is that when our... Thanksgiving is? It's close to that, isn't it? Typically, our Thanksgiving is the second weekend in October, which is, I believe, around the 10th. <laughs> right? It could be the 12th. Let's see. Laurie's going to Google it. <laughs> uh-huh. I just, it just, it just hit me um, that we may have, you know, something more to be thankful for. Oh, absolutely. I have to say, everything that's been transpiring lately... Yeah, the 12th. So it's the day before. Yeah. Everything that has been transpiring for me personally, I am so grateful for. Like, I, this Venus retrograde has completely opened up my eyes. And not my eyes on my head. The eyes that lead to my heart. Nice. So I am in a place of pure gratitude and joy and love and bliss and... The thing that I wanted to mention before I got completely distracted with Thanksgiving was that there is a huge chance that there will be a correction that's probably coming near the end. So somewhere near, it is interesting because my financial guide that I been working with a lot, when he asked me, I was like, yeah, I don't get anything for probably about two years. Now I didn't realize that it was the end, but 
Yeah, like, I mean, something could really happen there. Oh, yeah. That's when, in history, most of all, actually, all All. of the Black Mondays (laughs) have always happened. Yeah. On, um, It's typically triggered around Saturn hitting 28 degrees of Sagittarius, which will happen. I actually have my book here. Let me look it up. The date book. Um, Saturn shifts out December of... 2017 so december of 2017 is probably when we're gonna have yeah i'm just i don't know if there's a retrograde there is a retrograde but it's looking like it's at oh may 2017 but will it after it goes out it may retrograde back in and sometimes it's that one too yeah. that i've noticed yeah so in okay it's more than may so in march of 2017 it goes retrograde at 27 degrees oh right right so it's at 27 degrees of sagittarius from um approximately the 7th 8th of march until Seventh, eighth of May. Right. It's floating at the twenty-eight degree mark, which or twenty-seven degree mark, which, which is, is one degree enough. before the twenty-eight. Yeah. So we're we're going to feel an impact in our economy in at the beginning of two thousand seventeen, um, which will then you know I mean we potentially are hit right the now, end but, of two thousand seventeen. Yeah. There is so much stuff going on. I know it's, it's crazy, um, and a lot of it was triggered when. Because, like, the whole thing in Greece, for example, was triggered when Saturn was in Scorpio. Mm. Um, So going back to whatever the economy was doing towards the end of 2014 was being re-triggered this summer. Okay? But now, because it did move into Sagittarius. Right. So that's where the adjustment happened, right? Uh, So there was a bit of an adjustment in in some countries in Europe. Um, And now that it's moving back into Sagittarius, now we're looking at China's economy and it's a little bit sketchy right right now, right? Um, Which, and China holds the market for most of Canada and the U.S., so. Yeah, Yeah. it's just, it's interesting. So it may have, there may be something. So not to go too worried about it. I'm not moving into fear about what, but I believe what we're seeing is, well, if you look at people who have property. Okay. And mortgages. And this is where it affects the everyday person because we're living in a debt filled society. We're living off of our investment, right? Anybody who has a house is remortgaging to pay off their debt or whatever. Right. And because the interest rate is so, so low. And even the Bank of Canada is playing a little game by keeping the interest rate low Mm -hmm. so that we don't crash and go big bang boom right now. Right. But they can only hold it there for so long. Um, The market is going through the roof. Yeah. So like, you know, yeah. homes in Toronto, homes in Ontario, I'm speaking about Ontario because we live in Ontario, right? Um, but even in other provinces, the market just keeps going up and up and up and up. Yeah, right Where now I it's live, saying that every 10 years, your, your, your value of your home doubles. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, That's crazy. The house I bought in December of 2013 to now has gone up in value by about... $120,000. Oh, nice. Okay. So houses that were selling at what I bought, right, have the market has jumped so high because I'm in a region, I'm in New York region, which is the furthest north of Toronto 
Okay. So it's still considered a part of the GTA yeah. on some level, yeah. right? GTA. For sure. Yeah. It's, it's, even though it's a different region, it's still connected to the GTA. Right. Um, and I live at the northest part, the northern part of that, which keeps houses in a specific market. Okay. But because I live in places that used to be cottages, the, the value of the homes aren't the same as the closer you get to the city. Mm-hmm. Um, however, because of the younger generation who are trying to get into the homeowner market while being in a realistic, a realistic point of travel to work, right? right? Um, they're all coming into our area. So we got a lot of new families coming in, right? Young families moving into these little cottage homes, which is what I live in. I live in a little cottage, which is now a house, right? <laughs> um, and because of that, and because the market's so desirable, everybody's buying. Well, houses are selling for 100 to 110% of list. So there's bidding wars going on in the houses in my neighborhood, just like they're happening in Toronto. But they said something like the market in Toronto has gone up 9%, where the market in my neighborhood has gone up 14. Hmm. Right? And I don't know what they're comparing that percentage in. I just remember reading that, right? Um, A house gets on the market, within 24 hours, it's sold. I know. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. I mean, it's crazy, but it's... It's crazy. and, And you're paying, like, you know, when... I couldn't afford my house today no. if I had to buy it today. <laughs> right. But the interest rate's so low, right. okay? And uh, right. what will happen is if the Bank of Canada puts the interest rates up, okay, people won't afford their houses. Well, that's the problem. That's what happens. That's yeah. why they're keeping it low. That's why yeah. everything that's happening is happening. And but... that's why the market keeps going up and up and up and up. Oh, I know. But we can only sustain that growth for so long and then exactly. something has to shift. So it either has to stop growing or it does the opposite and it starts declining. And if the market starts to decline, then the interest rates start to go up. Right. Right. right? Yeah. Um, and, and, but it's happening at such a fast rate of speed, That's totally right? Cool. Like I'm watching houses on my street. Okay. And I'm thinking, okay, that one's probably listed at 270, right? Thinking a two bedroom, less than a thousand square foot house, right? Listed at 270. No, it just sold for 290. Right. And then two weeks later, another house goes on the market and it's selling for more than the asking price. Right. Right. So, um, now, a two bedroom thousand square foot house in my neighborhood is selling for three twenty. My girlfriend just sold a condo, a condo. She made over a hundred grand. Yeah. On a condo. Yeah. Like it's crazy. So I'm sitting in my house going, Do I get rid of it now? Do I get rid of it now? <laughs> Because there's a part of me that's tempted. I bet. Or at least wait until right before the uh, yeah. market. Well, we have until 2016, right? Because exactly. you're going to start to see a bit of a shift, I believe, towards the end of 2016. Hmm. So. All right. Well, you heard it here. That doesn't mean, you know. <laughs> no, let, let's hope it's changeable. Let's hope that it yeah. isn't anchored in this belief that yeah. we're sharing. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> well, but a correction has to happen. Yeah, it I does. Mean, it's we've got it's it's become ridiculous yeah i mean really ridiculous so i mean everything does have to change Mm -hmm. it has to absolutely all right well you've been listening to news for the heart we've been getting to the heart of what matters thank you nancy for joining us and we will see you near the end of october yes yay all right you've been listening to news for the heart and we will be back next week have a question for Lori and want to be on the next news from the heart show 
Drop us a line via instant feedback at bmajor.org. News from the Heart is brought to you by Intuitive Soul and is produced by Major Radio for Clear Channel's iHeartRadio and bmajor.org. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.